Today, we are doing things a little bit differently. I am coming at you unfiltered, unscripted, and generally unedited, besides when my brain got a little bit too squirrely, and I had to cut that out. On the podcast, we are talking about performance review season as working moms, and how you should approach this season, not only from your personal life, but your professional, and what you should be looking to get out of it. I recorded this while driving in California, completely unscripted and without notes. So take a listen, let me know what you think, and enjoy the unscripted content. Welcome to the Being Better Everyday podcast, where we make your days more peacefully productive while you're juggling all the things. I'm your host, Julie Wenslick, a millennial mom, finance professional, and founder of PW Designs. I know that as a mom, business owner, corporate girly, or a combination of all three like myself, sometimes life can feel like a lot. With the simplicity and systems and being better every day, we create habits and routines that support your life, create calm in the chaos, and put the you back in your everyday. Grab those headphones, put on your shoes, and join me on a walk while we dig in to today's episode. Welcome to a personal conversation between me and you while I sit in the car and drive on the road in California. So I have 25 minutes left of my drive. It is a Wednesday evening. You are not listening to this while I am in California, but these thoughts were on my mind and I wanted to get them out. I wanted to have a conversation around economics and the job environment and performance reviews for those corporate girlies out there who understand what it's like to try to wear a hat in the corporate world while also maybe you know momming at home or running your household or having just passions outside of work even if you don't have a family Um, it is incredibly difficult to grow a career in corporate america and stay at one company. Uh, So I was in an executive meeting today. And again, for those of you who are new, my name is Julie Wenslick. (laughs) I am in corporate finance. Well, I'm a workplace retirement plan consultant, which generally means that I meet with executives of organizations to help manage and monitor their 401k plans. I am a licensed financial advisor. I am not giving any financial advice or investment advice on this podcast. This is a truly personal podcast to help you be better every day. But one of the topics that is definitely important in helping you be better every day is your job. Uh, Many of us, many of your listeners, um, many of my friends work outside of the house. They do not run a business. They work for somebody else. They have grown their career. They have worked in corporate America and are trying to grow the corporate ladder. And a part of that process is annual performance reviews. The way that my company does it, where I work, is annual performance review season starts at the end of December and through the month of January we have an opportunity to write our own performance of how we feel like we did against our goals that were dictated to us at the beginning of the year. For me, that means that, again, I'm writing my performance, my own performance review in January. My manager has the month of February to review it and meet with me and provide me a rating and review. Our rating system is 
probably a five point system. I generally don't know for sure, but it's a, a pretty common rating system of, you know, does not meet expectations, meet expectations, exceeds expectations. And then there's like exceptionally exceeds or something like that, where again, it's, it's pretty rare. I actually had seen a TikTok that I thought was hilarious about the fact that you know, in order to receive a meets expectations, that is what the majority of individuals are going to get within an organization. And in order to do it, you technically have to exceed expectations, right? So you have to exceed meeting expectations in order to get a meets expectations. And that the five, right, the top of the top is really non-existent and not used. And that is definitely, for the most part, I believe, how my company culture operates where I work as a publicly traded organization. They have a very strict performance policy. And it's something that I have been at my organization for 10 and a half years. So I have gone through this season of work. Probably this would be my 10th year. So with that, I wanted to talk about what it means to be better every day during this season. What should you be considering? How are you reviewing yourself? What importance are you putting in this process and having managed employees in the past I do not do that anymore but having managed employees in the past as well as obviously my 10 years of experience in this seeing the behind the scenes in a lot of organizations it's more important than you think so what I often see with candidly male counterparts that I work with is they will go through their goals and they, let's say, have eight goals. And those eight goals, they'll put one sentence of how they met or exceeded that goal or to maybe two sentences. Here's where I would challenge that thought process. I often feel like the annual performance review process is generally pretty frivolous, right? You're doing it to pat yourself on the back. Sometimes that feels awkward. Sometimes it feels like, what's the point? My boss knows how I'm performing. Like, do I really need to go through this? But again, as someone in management and as someone who has learned to advocate for myself, you do need to formally document how you are performing and how you are going above and beyond. If you are somebody who goes goes above and beyond their job description, if you are somebody who takes on extra projects that others do not. If you are somebody who sells more, right, than you're expected to, or makes connections, or for me, you know, I have always retained 100% of my clients unless they got bought out, then that needs to be documented because that's going to be the ammo for management to be able to, A, generally give yourself, give you raises or advocate for that if something were to happen, would be It also gives you ammo to advocate for any other needs, right? If if you're somebody who needs more flexibility or needs, you know, to be there for your child's play, like having that documentation that you're exceeding expectations and that you can prove, look, you should trust me. I know what I'm doing. I've done my job well. Then... Like, get the credit for it. I have a coworker who I've talked to in the past who, who bills a lot on hourly rates. And she is always advocating for documenting the above and the beyond work. 
the work that often goes unnoticed but makes a material difference, right? So for me, I tend to do a lot of presentations and marketing work for my organization because I generally love it. But it's above and beyond my job description. And no other retention consultant does the same thing, right? They're not developing resources for the national practice. I'm spending that extra time because I find joy in it, but it is above and beyond. So I am going to call that out and advocate for myself and make sure that it's documented. The other thing that I would say when it comes to performance review season is it's extremely important for you to know and understand that this is also an opportunity for you to ask yourself what is and isn't working within your job. What boundaries have you let slip? What insights have can you take from your goals, right? So for example, as I'm going through this performance review season, I can see that I have met and sometimes grossly exceeded my goals for the year. So obviously I have documentation. I actually keep an email folder on my Outlook uh, whenever I get for example, an accolade email from a client, right? An acknowledgement of something special that I've done or a thank you or even internal, right? Thank yous of the materials that I've created because I don't remember what I did for the year. And this is a way for me to be able to quickly look back and say, okay, here's three examples I can pull quickly in order to document that I've met or exceeded that goal. The other thing with that is, like I said, it's a way for you to look at what isn't isn't working and what do you want. One of the more common questions that I often saw early in my career, not so much now, is where do you want to be in five years? And I think in my 20s, I always looked at that and thought, well, I just want to be making more money and I want to have advanced, I want to have grown. and you know, in my 20s, it was a year for for corporate growth, right? I I grinded hard, I grew, I learned fast, I, you know, did what I needed to do to be recognized. And now in my scarcely mid 30s, which feels very weird to say, I'm not focused on growth anymore. And I'm okay telling my employer that. I think oftentimes we get scared to admit that because we don't want to be then overlooked or be seen as complacent. But I think, at least in my viewpoint, what 2020 taught us and what 2020 has shown many employers is it's okay to want both. It's okay to want to perform in your job, but not have it be your whole life. And so for me, I fully disclosed to my employer, like, I'm not looking to work 60 hours a week. I'm not looking to travel all over the country and have these flashy clients and work on the big names that we have because I want to be home for my daughter. And yeah, I do travel a little bit. As I said, I'm recording this in California. I happen to be on a work trip. But I, I travel once per quarter for two nights. I don't travel weekly. I'm not gone all the time. And that's extremely important to me. Like, I don't want to miss out on my daughter's life. And if you're sitting here during performance review season and needing some of those changes, 
and you know that you have exceeded those expectations, you need to speak up. You need to be able to have a conversation with your manager about how your life is going. Not your life, your job. Because they, if you speak up, they will listen. They may not be able to do anything about it immediately, but they will keep it in the back of their head and know that if you're a valued employee, they will pivot. Um, and it may not be immediate. One of the things that I have seen, and this is an important key, and again, this is a podcast episode where I'm, I did not outline this. I am rambling based on thoughts <laughs> and experience, but I was in a conversation today with an employer who employs around 3,000 individuals, and they are going through a tough time economically. They are not the only employer I'm working with right now that is going through a tough time economically. Their majority of my clients that I'm working with right now, I am hearing the executives talk about cash management and being able to attract and retain employees because they know the cost of turnover while also trying to remain, keep the business profitable where costs have gone up significantly on materials or you know hard costs where they just can't make any changes so if you're an employee working for an organization that is probably going to be the majority of employers right now that's not in tech or that is not printing cash because if you look at the economics we are not in a strong economic market for employers right now we are in a market where costs have gone up significantly and revenues have not. And therefore, their profitability margins are down. And if they're a publicly traded company, you're going to see it, you know, in measures even potentially more drastic to keep an inflated stock prices because the stock market has been positive. But you need to be aware that we are still in an employee-driven market, but it is a tight employee-driven market, i.e. employers do not have the money to print cash and to do all the things they want to do to retain their employees. And that's a hard reality because unemployment numbers don't make it look like that, right? And it will be easier to fill a position than it is almost to get your employer to increase unless they're astute and unless they know the cost of turnover. So why is that important? It's important because as we go into this performance review season to know that both sides of the story, right? It is an employee driven market. You do need to advocate for yourself, but you may see signs at your employer of reducing travel or reducing costs that are, that are non-fixed costs. And this is going to be across the board for many employers. This is not going to be something that just one employer is doing. And I think as long as you know that you're with an employer that cares about their employees and that will do the best that they can, like, that's great. But if you don't know that, right, well, it's time to educate yourself. Okay, I got in a little tangent about economics. Let's back, focus back to performance review season. So. One, for step one, you're obviously going to answer all of the questions that are required for you from a performance review season. 
If you do not have defined goals, make sure that you're advocating for yourself on defined goals. What are your roles and responsibilities and how can you document that you exceeded those roles and responsibilities? That's the basic step one. So for me, I have outlined goals, they're tangible, it's pretty easy to document. If I didn't have that, I would be documenting you know, the tangible things that are related specific to my job duty and then the things that go above and beyond that. Step two of that, now you need to evaluate how does your job align with the rest of what you would want for your life. If your job is taking up 60 to 70 hours a week and that is not your vision for your life, how can you communicate during your performance review season that that isn't what you want and and the support that you need? As a manager, I should say as a previous manager and somebody who's been in the shoes, one of the common things that I see is in corporate America, at least in my experience, managers tend to often be player coaches meaning that they do not have the time or capacity to necessarily solve everyone's problems because they're also trying to do a performance-based job as well. So salespeople will have sales goal and manage employees, or in my case, you will have a case of clients and be managing employees, right? So you have the and on top of what a normal workload would look like. So if you are experiencing something where you haven't asked to your manager, or you have an ask to you know, reduce your workload, you need to come up with tangible solutions. And so for me, when this happened to me this fall, I had concrete evidence that I had taken on more than anyone in my region from a workload perspective and was able to approach my boss and my boss's boss and say, this is what I'm asking for. I'm not asking for it tomorrow because I know that's not realistic, but I would like it in this quarter or at least make progress towards it in this quarter because like not, I was asking for it in Q1, Q4. We don't hire in Q4. So I was asking for it in Q1, right? So I was, I was giving them a roadmap to say, I need progress or I will have to take a serious look at what my role looks like in the future at Gallagher and or at my employer because I know that I'm a valued employee and I know that I I need to advocate and and one of the things that came out of it was although my direct my direct boss had known and had heard me say that I was feeling over capacity he had not shared that to his boss And when his boss heard, he was like, this isn't acceptable. We're making a decision right away. So it is important to make sure that you're advocating to the right people. But you can't do that unless you look back at your own performance and know if it's aligning with your vision and your values. So one of the questions you can ask is like, let's say you're only meeting expectations and you've lost a little bit of that growth momentum. Well, then you need to ask yourself, what would the next level version of this position do? And start acting towards that. If you're angling for a promotion, that's one of the ways to do it, right? You need to show up and do the job of that next level. They're not going to hand you that position or that promotion, especially in today's economic environment. So 
Again, if you're looking for a promotion, then you need to angle towards doing what that next level version would do and advocate and ask for more projects. Um, if you're looking to change, you know, I had a friend recently go to part-time and she was originally looking at leaving her corporate job because she didn't think that her corporate job would be willing to even have a conversation around her going part-time. But what she did was advocate for herself and said, this is what I'm thinking about doing. This is what my runway looks like. This is how I feel like I could accomplish this at my current organization. And lo and behold, her organization allowed her to go part-time and she had never envisioned that they would let her do that. Um, I had another friend who, you know, has been in a position where she has felt like her team has been hiring the wrong people and putting people not in a position of success. And she has been at the organization for 15 years and she was able to take that, you know, knowledge and experience and advocate again to her boss's boss, not her boss, not the middle manager and have a conversation and said, you know, I have a vision for the team. Can I share it with you? And he was open to having a conversation because she didn't come to him with a problem. She came to him with a solution. So going back to that comment, right? If you are in a situation during your performance review where you need to have something solved and you need to have them listen, make sure you're coming to them with options for a solution or, you know, again, not just XYZ sucks. I need you to fix it because is not going to happen, at least in my experience. So make sure you're advocating for yourself. So fellow corporate moms, as you navigate the performance review season, remember you're not just an employee, you're a friend, you're a mom, and you're a standalone individual. Your job should not take over your life. It should have some balance, but you definitely need to document your wins, advocate for yourself, and align your career with your life vision. It's time to own that performance review and continue to be the unstoppable force you are. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Being Better Every Day podcast. To see any visuals, head over to my YouTube channel. Links, socials, and resources mentioned can always be found in today's show notes. I truly appreciate you leaving a rating and review to help me reach more women looking to build systems to be peacefully productive. If you are looking for more, you can always find me on Instagram at julie.pwdesigns, sharing the behind the scenes of my everyday life as a millennial mom, corporate girly, and small business owner. Until next time, keep on taking one step at a time towards your version of being better every day.